I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Treeball Softmints, bringing a softer, mintier feel to your Saturday morning. Absolute Radio. Cricket on the telly here in the studio. Yeah, is that a Live. good idea? Is that gonna is it gonna turn into cricket commentary this well, show? No, but if I suddenly go Oh you know that we've lost a wicket. You know, this is the one time I watch television and I'm completely blown away by the whole concept of it is when I watch Ashes cricket from Australia. I just think Hold on, I'm sitting in London, there's snow outside and what's happening in Perth is uh, in a, like a window in the corner of my room, live and in colour. Mm. Isn't that absolutely amazing? Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you're so no, pleased. Well, how can you be so, how can you be so <laughs> blasé about it? <laughs> how can that possibly be occurring? People are moving the other side of the planet and I can see them in my house. Make any sense? <laughs> yeah, you sometimes think, what are they doing in Australia right now? No, I don't think they are. Oh, That's that. a stupid thing to think. <laughs> what I'm thinking about is the technical. They're bouncing that off something in space so I can watch it. Come on. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> embrace the excitement of that. I anyway, this excited. morning. There's no Stuart, Stuart Broad. No, well, he had that thing with his stomach. Yeah. Mm, oh. Didn't like that much. Pulled a muscle in his stomach. And when, that, when you saw his stomach. Oh, I, did he? There was like a big bruise on it. Oh, lovely. Like the the pulling of a muscle had broken some... Lovely stomach, though. Anyway, Mm. as you were. He had got a lovely stomach. I'll admit that. It Mm. was um, bronzed, obviously, by lying around in training in maybe just a crop top. Oh, (laughs) I love it. Oh, he did. He looked lovely. I I wouldn't have minded, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any kind of section, but I am a heterosexual. But I saw his stomach, and I thought (laughs) I wouldn't have minded just dragging an index finger down (laughs) just to feel the the indentation of each six-pack segue. Do you know what I mean? No, I wouldn't like to see that. I'm not saying I'd be looking. It's a strange union. I'd probably do it with my eyes partially closed (laughs) and going, hmm. And I don't mean that in any kind of sexual way. I think you can say sexual this time of the morning. Hold on. Oh, no, you can't. Anyway, you can text us um, about anything you like except that. On, on, on eight twelve fifteen, and not eight. No, not at eight twelve fifteen. It's not like a Yuri Geller thing where you all have no. to text me at the same time, and I can make something catch fire. It's not like that. And our guest today is Al Murray. Oh, I love him. Also He's one of our known, also known as the Pub Landlord. Mm. No, or Uncle Buck. That's what I call him. Do you? But that's Why another you story. Because he reminds me of Uncle Buck, the character in some ways. And when you were away, he was sent to look after us. And, and we, we had all sorts of adventures. And he, misbeha- <laughs> and he misbehaved. Yeah. Can I own up that I don't know who Uncle Bock is? Oh, oh fine. From Candy Film. Google it! Yeah, <laughs> I, will, I will Google that. But, you know, I'm, I'm a bit busy at the moment. What, what with the cricket being on and stuff. So, uh, I, uh, I tell you what I did this week. I was, I was out wandering. I walk a lot, as you may know. Sometimes at great speed. <laughs> and um, I, I passed um, the Wyndham's Theatre in Charing Cross Road in London, which is a large conurbation in the southeast of England, for those of you listening elsewhere. And um, who should be standing at the stage door but Bill Bailey? Oh, yeah. The um, musical comedy uh, person. Is that what you'd call him? Mm, lovely hair. Do you think so? Yeah. 
Oh. Okay, so, um, well, in the shade of the, you know, you know that little lamp you have outside the stage door, there was a strong um, Wagner element to oh, his yeah. appearance. But, you know, so he was doing that thing that people do after a show. They were signing autographs and having their photo taken. And I basically, um, I sort of hijacked it. What do you mean? Well, I went in and joined in and got on some photos. You can't do that. No, it did seem... I felt like... You, know, you can't you, do that. You know when you see the tiny bird on the back of the rhino? <laughs> just um, eating the mites. Like that, and you think, oh, that enormous beast is there. And that tiny bird is, is living off it. I felt a bit like that for a few seconds. You can't, interlo- you can't be an interloper, an autograph interloper. No, not, no not an antelope. <laughs> No, uh, hippo, he said. No, no rhino, rhino, I said. Rhino, right. Oh, I've mistaken the hippo and the rhino. <laughs> See, I did that. I ordered what I thought was a rhino. <laughs> and, and I only wanted it to hang a hat on. Of course, when the hippo turned up, there's the slightly, um, the slightly sticky out ears, but it's nothing like the, the matted hair horn <laughs> of the rhino. So I ended up just putting the hat on it like it was some sort of comical... <laughs> cartoon thing waste of money <laughs> i do love that frank though when you're standing next to two famous people that's actually a sentence in itself i've just realized <laughs> yeah. but when you're standing next to two famous people and one of them gets the autograph ask and the other one is loitering waiting i oh, know oh i, I was love walking it. Uh, i was walking d- through london once with david Baddiel. Oh, this was in his glory days when he was um, He's still in his glory no, days. i know that Come but on. i mean in his big glory days. we've all had big glory days and now smaller glory days and someone came up to me and they said, all oh, right, have you got a pen? And I said, yeah. And, they, and then they, I gave them the pen and they said to Dave, can I have your autograph, please? <gasps> Imagine. Oh. I just laughed it off. <laughs> I went like that. With a small, just a tiny tear. But you see, they had his autograph, but they had your pen. So, you know, in a way. Do you think they just wanted yeah. my pen? Yeah. Like in the sun today, you can win Matt Cardle's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrity memorabilia. Mm, if I had them, I'd use them for a wicked spell. We'll talk about Matt Cardle. <laughs> I've got a theory about Matt Cardle. Well, you've got a thing about him, is yeah. what you've got. I've, I've got a, I've got a. My theory, I'll just before I play the next track, is that Matt Cardle is evil to the core. <laughs> <laughs> Frank on radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. So, um, what was we talking? Oh yeah, I'll, oh I'll, Matt Cardle. We were, we we said no, we he was ta- evil. We're talking about. Well, I'll come to that. Okay. Um, he'll keep. Uh, he'll still be evil by the time I get round to him. I don't have any doubts about that. I wouldn't be surprised if, as we speak about him, he's not he's not digging a shallow grave on waste ground. <laughs> he's only got for another fifteen minutes, so we better hurry up. Got, I think he's got people to do that. Um, you know, I was talking about the um, the stage door thing. I'm, so I'm thinking of touring round stage doors. You know, if I tour around, say about ten o'clock, half ten at night. And then I can just get a piece for the people's <laughs> autograph action. Without having to do anything. It's like a special guest. It's like being a supply teacher. <laughs> so, you know, me and Mil- me and Bill Bailey, me and whoever it is, Michael Mack, maybe Dan yeah. Maggie Smith. That would be good. Yeah. Uh, I like that. And you could just... What I like is you're just, you're just coming on at the end for the applause. Yeah, well, and also it looks like I'm just passing. Obviously, with Bill yeah. Bailey, I was just passing, but that can be manufactured if necessary. Exactly. Yeah. How long do you wait? Do you wait for someone to call out for you, or do you just sort of hang around? Well, on the night, see, I went oh. over to say hello to oh, him. Right. Yeah. I did. I did that thing of saying, "Is that Good Bill plan. Bailey off the telly?" <laughs> I thought you'll look up now. The voice. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Bill Bailey, yeah. never quite sure. He's, ne- he's never quite there, Bill Bailey. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a slightly spaced out kind of a character. Yeah. So I thought, I, and people started to recognise me, but not quite quite as quickly as I wanted. Oh, them you to were do. that famous friend stood next door. What were you doing then? Were you just were you just talking loudly in Birmingham accent? Well, I was famous friend in a way that Kenny Lynch used to be a famous friend to Jimmy Tarbuck. You know what I mean? I wasn't quite as. Um, I felt out, they weren't as excited to see me. I was a supplement, is what I was. I was an, an addendum. OK, so, um, yeah, so I might start. I had a, oh, I don't know if I should tell you this. That definitely means re- you should tell us. No, I don't, it's difficult because I had a terrible incident outside a stage door. I was doing a, a play at what is now the Trafalgar Studios, what was then the Whitehall Theatre, mm-hmm. home of the Whitehall Fast with uh, Sir Brian Ricks, who... As you may know, I had a large argument with Tony Blair about. Yeah. <sighs> you anyway. said he was dead and Tony Blair said, no, Frank. <laughs> yeah, and Tony Blair was right on that occasion, <laughs> I must say. You know, he did say he'd be dead in 45 minutes and he'd put the whole thing in a dossier. So, um, he, um, was that the drummer with the monkeys? Um... I, I, when I was in this play, I used to get picked up every night yeah. outside by a driver who'd drive me home, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I got outside one night, and now this guy, it, it, we, we used to talk, he was a, he was a, he was a, um, a West Indian guy. Yeah. With the proper West Indian accent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like you never hear anymore, apart from, as I was saying earlier, Michael Holden on the... On the, the that sort of, you know... Oh, the cricketing guy. Yeah, there yeah. was a really bad yeah. delivery. Like that kind of fabulous deep. Anyway, so he was... he was, And he always wore a lot of gold and that. He was a, he was a cool dude. Yeah. Anyway... Oh, so I'm losing my nerve now about this story. I got out one night, and the car was there, but he wasn't there. Well, it was a bit... I'd been inside for a while. I'd come out a bit late. So I thought, oh, no. So I had a walk. I thought maybe he's gone and walked up for a smoke or something. I walked up the up the road I couldn't find it was a real dingy dark little side alley kind of play and I thought oh this is really annoying so I found up the phone company and I said look I don't know where he is the, the car's here but I can't find him anywhere mm. you know I'll, I want to go home I'm tired you know I really played the starry thing so they said okay we'll phone him up so um, they uh, they found while they were phoning up I went out had another walk down and um Turned out he was, he was in the car asleep, and because was he slumped, it was drunk. No, he was no, but oh. because it was very dark and he was very dark, I couldn't you actually couldn't see him. So, I oh know. I mean, I felt <laughs> terrible. He was lying like flat, but he wasn't hidden in any way. So, um, I bet you still admonished him. So the phone, right. no, because he said to me, "Oh, I don't get that." He says, uh, "It says that you phoned up and said I wasn't in. The, I, haven't le- oh. I haven't left the car." Oh man, it was. Ter- <laughs> I, I, I tried the mock faint. He didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt. I just felt like I'd done something really wrong. Oh, <laughs> just telling that now has got. You know, when you go into cringe mode, my shoulders have slightly come forward a bit, and oh. I've gone. I've gone fetal. It suits you, though. You wear it well. Yeah, I've always thought fetal was my position. <laughs> you found your look. It's strong. Yeah. Not everyone really ever finds that. Um, what am I doing? Oh, I better do this. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Show me. I can never resist it. That's, um... <laughs> 
Jesus. That's horrible. Set my throat a bit. I shouldn't have done that. With uprising. That's what happened there. Um, Frank, we've had... Um, <coughs> oh, sorry, I thought... See, never say muse in a high voice. We've had an, uh, a you text in, well, an email yeah. in, actually. What, on 8.12.15? Yes, on 8.12.15. And this is from Good. Rachel Moffat. Oh. And this is a little bit of a Lonely Hearts thing going on here, Frank. <laughs> you could be bringing... See what music we got for this. <laughs> no! <laughs> Maybe, maybe Unless not. you were setting Charles Hawtrey up with Hattie Jakes, that, that's not going to work. I think you'll find Charles Hawtrey was a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless. Well, everyone's turning this morning. You and Stuart Broad. Yeah. Stuart fingers Broad. being run down strange chests. Well, that's all right. So, listen, do you want to hear about Rachel Moffat? Of course I do. Last Saturday night, says Rachel, I was on the last train from Waterloo to Windsor. She's not going to say she sat on a toffet, is she? She's not going to say some elaborate hoax. <laughs> So what was she on a train? Um, she was on a train coming back from a night out at the theatre with her parents mm. when a tall, dark, handsome stranger sat down next to me. He started talking to my mother. Oh, well, you shouldn't talk to well. strangers. And asking her if she enjoyed War Horse. She was holding the programme. We ended up talking all the way back to Windsor. He was lovely. He works in Harrow, and to be honest, I was really bowled over by him and got quite tongue-tied. Ooh. Anyway, she really wants to try and get hold of this guy and meet him again. She says, my name is Rachel. I was the cute girl. I'm in my early 40s, but he told us he was 42, so I don't feel too bad, with red glasses and a brown bob who admitted to going to see Meatloaf this week. Would he like to see me? Can you help by reading this out? Love, Rachel. Well, does she mean Meatloaf the band? Well, I hope so. some sort of exhibition of Meatloaf <laughs> that she went to? So is he going to remember this? This tall, dark man gets on a train. You don't have that many conversations about War Horse. I don't know about you. I've probably had three in my whole life. Waterloo to Windsor. I'm liking that. Mm. that if this did build into a massive love affair... I'll be amazing. Or even if they met and there was, it resulted in some terrible murder. As a film title, um, Waterloo <laughs> to Windsor is, uh, is good, isn't it? Mm. I'm liking that. Or if it doesn't work out between them, I think he sounds quite nice. I'm just saying. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're not going to jump. Give, give Rachel first, first, first dibs. Oh, says the autograph stealer. Yeah, well, anyway. So, anyway, so, uh, yes. Well, if you're listening, mate... With, in, you're 42 and yeah. tall and handsome and good-looking. Rachel looking. sounds lovely. How's she going to get in touch? Through us, Frank, that's the oh, point. OK, I thought he was going to re- read a number out. No. So, there you go, that's our lonely heart section. <laughs> Yay. What else? Oh, I tell you, I made a, an error. I can only put it down as an error. I, um, I, I, I bought a, a small gift. A to- I don't buy presents, as you may recall. Yeah, we noticed. Mm. OK, so, um, <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's not at all Christmassy here, though, is it? Absolute. Where's the tree? No They're tree. cutting back. No tree, no trimmings. Cutbacks. Yeah, it could be that, actually. I think they've peeled off oh, the wallpaper bit, to sell it. There's a tiny bit of absolute purple. Oh, that's true. If you, I don't know if you know the logo, but purple is the big colour here. It's, it's basically absolute radio and the Pope. It's like a that, purple... That, that stick, with, <laughs> stick with purple as a main thing. It's a purple tinsel. It's sort of like a feather boa. I think that might be even <laughs> left over from a Ben Jones lap dance. <laughs> well, you can't possibly say it. Do you mean him doing it or Well, it might have happened, yeah. Okay. Can we say that Ben Jones is a happily married man would never yeah. do such a thing? <laughs> he's not in this morning either. So there. Um, who's replacing Ben Jones? Lucio. Lucio will be on after. Someone to look forward to. <laughs> OK. Um, yeah, anyway, so I thought I'd buy a present for a friend's uh, daughter. And I was sure in my mind that she was eight. 
I had it in my... She's eight. So I bought her um, Chris Cress's uh, Secret Seed Club, (laughs) which is a little book with some pictures of Chris Cress, who Mm. is essentially Cress. He consists of Cress. Yeah. You know. And... uh, you know, Chris, that used to get in a train. Yes, I do. I just don't think he's a very nice hero for a book. Well, he's nice. So he's, I wouldn't call him a hero. I'd call him a protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Chris Cress is a member of the Secret Seed Club, and the book comes with a, with a collection of seeds. So Wait, you, if this se- seed club is a secret, the fact he's called Chris Cress gives some of the secret <laughs> away, I think. What the clues in his side. What sort of seeds are involved with this guy? No, but the idea, the whole club is a secret. Oh, if right. you met Chris Cress on a train on your way from Waterloo to Windsor, <laughs> I mean, you'd notice, because I'd be in a sort of cheap, dark plastic tray. <laughs> um, and also, he'd have those black bits in that Cress always had, which I've never completely identified. Also, Frank, a lot of dirt on the bottom of his shoes. Yes. A lot of dirt. Yes. Earthy. Yes. Oh, Yes. And anyway, so um, so I bought this um, for the for the eight year old daughter. I thought that'd be lovely because she'll be able to read the book, look at the pictures, and also plant the seeds. How oh, often, it comes with seeds. Yeah, it comes with a packet oh, of seeds. I mean, how often? It's like say if I bought. What if you could buy? Like say if if, if Emily, I bought you Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, and there was actually some body parts. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe some sort of electrical rig. And you could set up, you know, you, know, you could reanimate, love it. reanimate a corpse. I'd I mean, love you know, it, it was like, it's, it's, it's that on a smaller version. Craft. Anyway, it turns out she was 12. <gasps> oh, she's not going to like Chris no, Cress. she wasn't. Her Chris days are over. <laughs> no, she's, you know, um, apparently so her mum said she wears a bra now, for God's sake. <laughs> she's not going to like Chris Cress well, then. No, not, not unless she grows Cress in it. <laughs> She could hang. You could have a double, uh, a double helping. If you split wow. Chris Crest, you could have one in each cup <laughs> hanging up somewhere <laughs> ornamental. Anyway, she, I felt she was a bit affronted that I'd got her age mixed up. Mm-hmm. So, it, uh, so anyway, what I'm she get- just thinks you're a bit of a loser. She's not affronted. <laughs> well, it didn't go very well. Yeah. Four, you know, the years. It's only four years, but you know, from eight to yeah. twelve is a big, Jeez. it's a big move. So, um, I'm glad you're aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what we thought That's is worried me. we could maybe have a text in on 8, 12, 15 about inappropriate presents yeah. that you've received, you see. Yeah. You see I've, I've or dragged given. Pardon? Or given. Yeah, mm. or gibbons. Exactly. <laughs> if anyone's ever given you an inappropriate gibbon, because a normal... A relaxed gibbon can be a lovely thing to cradle. I find that the bomb, the red bomb, will just sit into the palm. <laughs> but sometimes the inappropriate gibbons, those ones that are um, buck-teethed and hostile, yeah. who wants one of them in the house? I had to kill one by shutting its neck in a door once. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not proud of that. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Frank, a couple of very exciting things happened whilst you were playing that song. Firstly, I discovered a cricketer that's rather hot called Mitchell Johnson. Oh, please don't like Mitchell Johnson. I can't help him. No, he's he's the scourge of the team at the moment. Oh, well, I'm sorry. He fills my needs. He does. He bats for the other side. Um, We've also had a um, text in. By the way, in. England are 39 for two, for those of you who care. Oh, Mitchell. Oh, we also had a text in on 8.12.15 from Amanda in Australia saying, Is it cold? Frank has got more clothes on than a man who lives on the streets. <laughs> Betty has his thermals on too. Come on, Frank, spill. I like the idea of a man who lives on the streets. So there are no homeless in Australia. <laughs> they have to come up with some sort of description. You know, like a man who lives on the street. Well, uh, yes, I have got a lot of clothes on. It's, you know, 
It's not that cold, actually, is it? I think I might have a bit of a something. Do you know what I'm saying? Hmm. We also had a text in from Mick in Greenford about an inappropriate gift. Hi, Frank. A few years ago, one of my aunties gave me a blank VHS videotape for Christmas. <laughs> I used to get them. I used to get them, definitely. Well, you know what? That's like a book token, isn't it? What? <laughs> you know, so you can choose. You can choose the ultimate content. He does say a few years ago, though, yeah. by which point I think videos would have been phased out largely. I miss the old fiver in the card and the pound note in the card. Oh, I love that. Oh, that. Me and my sister used to do We used to go that with a letter opener. We had letter openers in our house. <laughs> yeah. We'd tear across it, wiggle it, nothing came out in the bin. You're joking. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. You didn't take the cards out? No, we want the hard cash. Oh, that's so bad. Anyway, um, yes, Matt Cardle. Now, I don't know, I haven't seen this referred to anywhere, but I was watching the X Factor final, mm. and after Matt Cardle w- won, it was just going to get to one of the bits where they do an interview or he does a song or something. But So I think Dermot was, um, was centre stage. But in the background, you could see Matt Cardle, and what he did, he was, he was talking to someone <laughs> in the audience, and he held his tongue between his thumb and forefinger, held his tongue aggressively, and then he pointed at them. In a kind Did of a hold your tongue. And honestly, you could see the sort of Essex gangster in him immediately. <laughs> he looked like a really scary, violent, aggressive, unpleasant man. Oh, dear. Yeah. You've gone right off him. I know, yeah. I mean, what else could that mean, hold your tongue, you know? Well, there was also some whispering going on with One Direction, which we won't go into no, won't. at this time of the morning, that, but no, it wasn't very they, seemly. Yeah, but they hold their t- Anyway, so... <laughs> Yeah, Matt, I suppose he could have, there might have been a pretty girl and he might have said, you know, afterwards I'm going to hold your tongue by the forefinger and thumb and raise it slightly and just lick that, you know, that piece of skin that keeps the tongue um, joined to the bottom of the mouth. You might say, I'm just going to lick that and see if I can get some sort of sound out of it. Like if you were clocking a string on a double bass, you might have been, but I mean, it's 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 a lot to get into a gesture. I think he was being unpleasant. So I'm not. I don't not, like. I don't warm to him, Frank. Anyway, no. Matt Cardle. He also said that something about his story. His, his book's coming out. Did you know his that? Book? Yeah, that's what they do. No, they don't just get yeah, a single. They, they get a book. I read an extract of it in a paper. Good. Um, I, I don't. No, Frank was just was... saying good. Oh, no, <laughs> no I, I want your critique. <laughs> I thought um, he held back on some details. I don't think it was as in depth as I would have liked. No, perhaps he just has nothing to say. No, that's true. Well. And also, I didn't. I didn't like that bit on the. You know the sort of strange people gala, they have mm. when the sort of the pe- got talent. You know, no, but you know the trouble. Oh yes, people. and they have all the sex workers and the mentally unwell coming out. Yeah, the trouble yes. people, and uh, and they all come Britain's out. Britain's Got Talent and Dan. No, which, <laughs> this was on X Factor. Right. They have a little yeah. special. They have a sort of. I nearly said it. <laughs> <laughs> they, have a, they have a strange people gala when that strange oh, people. Yeah, and it's I don't, it's like have you ever are you aware of the Marat Saad? Oh yes, when, uh, yeah. When the Marquis de Saad um, used the, the inmates of an asylum to stage the death of Marat, right? Which is a play, obviously. Mm. It's it was like that. If the Elephant Man was alive today, I honestly think he'd be he'd be a regular on the X Factor. <laughs> It's it's gone that way. Do you know what I'm saying? I always quite. I am always surprised by how good that bit is. I think oh they were good in that. Not better than they were in the. You'd have been auditions. first in the queue when the <laughs> when the Elephant Man Roadshow came to town. You'd have been there, bearded lady, and all that. Yes. 
No, I um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like. I just those. think also that Matt Cardle. He's just he looks like he works in a garden centre with that cap and beard. I can't bear him. Yeah, he tells people he works at a garden centre <laughs> to explain the soil on his shoes <laughs> first thing in the morning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Go on. All Shane Warren in the commentary box talking of go on. Yeah, exactly. So, um, <laughs> more cricket, of that. Cricket, 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 is it all we talk about? Sorry, it's, it's all on the telly. Yeah, sorry. Frank, um, there's a text in from Rachel about an inappropriate gift. Always had an inkling my step-grandmother didn't like me. This was confirmed one Xmas she bought me a two-litre two bottle of cider. I was seven months <laughs> pregnant. Oh, <laughs> wow. I suppose she it'll keep though. It could exactly. be wet the baby's head with a two gallon, two gallon, two liter. Oh, two liter, yeah, <laughs> two gallon bottle of cider. No, that was your family. Too. Yeah, <laughs> how dare you say that? <laughs> and then they'd have put coins in it after on the pub bar. <laughs> so anyway, Ethan update time. Ethan, we need we need an Ethan update um, jingle. Oh yeah. Hmm. Hold on, I'll see if I can put one together. Ethan update, Ethan update, <laughs> Ethan update, yeah. Sounds like yeah. very bad Ringo Starr. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite the creepy, timing. Creepy, like a creepy no, Christmas No, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> creepy Christmas elf. Ooh. Creepy Christmas elf. Ooh. He's playing with himself. Ah! It's disgusting. Oh. Creepy Christmas elf. Oh. <laughs> Um, anyway, so well, yes, Frank's album of improvised jingles will be coming out in the new year. Yes, I'll be coming out in the new year. That's my resolution. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, Ethan update. Um, Ethan, by the way, is uh, Garrett's child. In yes, case you don't know. He's not been well this week. He's been a bit poorly. Oh, dear, I thought, oh he's I thought often poorly. I, I anticipated this being up sort of children at Christmas type of section. <laughs> yeah, so it's all gone a bit tiny, Tim. No, it's not good. He's had conge- well. He's got a cough, and um, the nursery said. Um, is he hooping? No, I don't think he's hooping. Oh well, that's something. Um, but the nursery said we need. He's got conjunctivitis, and we need to take him to get looked at. So mm. we took him to the doctors, which was a bit of an ordeal because um, um, Laura went to the loo and she said, "Oh, just Laura is Ethan's yeah. wife. Yeah. No, not Ethan's <laughs> wife. She's not Ethan's wife." She's Garrett's wife. I'll draw you a diagram. <laughs> Sorry, I... Not that complicated. It's country people. You so never know what's me, going on. Garrett. <laughs> no, I, I, this. Oh, Garrett's put together a small family tree. Very helpful. <laughs> um, Laura got very oh, angry she's your wife? Yes. Oh, God. OK, carry on. <laughs> um, we, like, we were in the doctors, and Laura went to the loo, and she just said, oh, if... if um, if they if they let you in, just let let them know. And um, I went in, and she got locked out, and they wouldn't let her in. They're terrible at our surgery. Anyway, we got some cream. I'm loving this so far. <laughs> and we got some cream. They're we- terrible at our surgery. <laughs> yeah. We got some cream to put in his eyes, and um, eat that. You is- got some cream to put in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, put special cream. That sounds cruel. Well, they said you can get drops or cream, and she said the cream would be easier. I don't think so. I think drops would be easier. Of course. So putting like he's Eye eighteen cream. months, he's eighteen months old and he does not like it. It is quite an who ordeal. Who likes cream putting, in their eyes? No, no one. <laughs> Who's that um, bloke who just raised his hand in the next room? <laughs> that was Al Murray. And, uh, he doesn't like cream in his eyes. Maybe Harvey's Bristol cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, to put the cream in, I have to put him on the floor, sit on him. 
What? Pin down his arms, because otherwise he'll... Hold on, is this some I story you've come it. up with? Because social services made <laughs> no, a prompt you visit. You had to explain why you were kneeling on your 18-month-old son's yeah, chest, I don't believe putting any... cream in his eyes. I don't believe you. It's no. true, and I've put... Cre- and then prize open his eyelids. Oh, goodness, not with a match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? That's not a good idea, because then you could keep him open. Once Sorry, it's your up. doctor from 1973. <laughs> no, and then you had to bleed really him with like leeches. <laughs> He's been saying some parrot. He said, "No, Daddy, no." I hate it when they say that. Not something (laughs) you ever want to hear. No, that's terrible. It reminds me when I had the Shep's anal glands. (laughs) (laughs) That's a true story. That's That's not the tapeworm. Don't tell me the tapeworm story. Okay, okay, I won't tell you that. Doesn't really work. It was without the mime. (laughs) Doesn't really work. And after I've done the first eye, he says, "All done, all done." Oh, we're trying to get away with one eye. Oh, that's even worse. (laughs) Oh, the poignancy of the scene. Really yeah. Was there, well, oh, was there a little yeah. one-bar heater is, is as well? Is there a happy ending no, to this? No, no, There's no, no happy ending. I think it's a bit better. His conjunctivitis has gone. Yeah. Laura did it while he's asleep. It's a good idea, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I think it had a bit of everything, you know. A bit of uh, 18th century medicine, <laughs> family life. Christmas pathos. Yeah, Christmas pathos. My favourite musketeer. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, the softest, mintiest show in town. Sponsored by Free Bar Soft Mints. Absolute Radio. Uh, you can text us on 812.50. Oh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I mean, Hello. I have to do all the paperwork. Oh, no, we're not starting again. <laughs> Calm down. Um, you can text us on 812.15, and our guest today is Al Murray, which um, is fabulous news, and he'll be along He's a proper soon. friend of the show. He's he is. A... Well, I mean, he's, he's presented. He's sat yeah. in this very... Did he's he gonna... sit in this chair? Oh, look, I don't want to go through. That's very male of you to say how, what happened exactly. <laughs> Did he sit in my chair? <laughs> oh, God, that was loud. I had Sorry. a sign come up that said too loud I there. moved away slightly. People at home. <laughs> Did you? Did my best. Well... There'll be bleeding ears. Let's just home. say we had a special relationship with Al and leave it at that. Yeah, like Clinton and uh, Blair. <laughs> okay, lovely. So, uh I had a bit of an incident, actually, this oh. week, Frank. Well, I've always got some sort of an incident, as you know, yeah, as you I well know. I don't think a week's ever passed no. when you haven't had an incident. <laughs> but this was um, a social situation, which was a little bit awkward, as the youth say. Can um, I eat a banana while you're... Um, it's a little bit rude, but I'll, I'll let it go. Well, a banana um, is always a little bit rude. <laughs> I'm doing the Dave Gorman thing of opening, not, not the end with the, the handle on. You know, oh. they put the sticky out, but the other, other bit, much better. There you go. That was me. That sound effect, in case you could hear it, was... Uh, go, carry on. Um, Al wouldn't do that. Um, so, anyway, what are you doing now, Gareth? <laughs> Sorry, I dropped some chocolate money, rappers. <laughs> oh, my God, I feel like kindergarten cop with you two. <laughs> Right, do you want to hear my story? Yes. yes. So, this girl, it was an InStyle, it was at a work do. She didn't actually work for InStyle. She was in the, de- she was in the sort of Emily, by the empire. way, is the deputy editor. Are you an editor or an editress? Deputy editor. Mm-hmm. So, okay. but I know her. You know, I've known mm. her over the last year. I've said hello and I've seen her in the corridor, etc. Mm. Anyway, we're talking and she suddenly says, well, that's it, Lindsay. <laughs> oh. I went, oh, my God, she's called me Lindsay. She was talking to you? Yes. Oh. No, she was talking to Lindsay Wagner. Robert Lindsay might be there. <laughs> yeah, well, she, well, you wouldn't call him by his surname. He's a respected actor. Oh, no, I, I imagine he'd, he'd throw a bit of a uh, hissy fit if you called him yeah. Lindsay. He seems a type. Yeah, so does. then, Frank, 
I had the awful thing of kept trying to drop my name in because I thought, oh, no, she wasn't biting. She kept going, bye, Lindsay. How did you drop your name in, incidentally? I just kept saying, well, and they said, Emily. They said, Emily. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. I'd like to. I very much like to have seen that in action. But the thing is, now I'm Lindsay. I'm committed. I've accepted that that's my name. So I've got, what am I going to do? No, that is um, no idea, Lindsay. Yeah, shall we go with it all the time and just call that? Uh, did you consider saying uh, that's not my name <laughs> at any point? No, because she didn't call me Mary Jo Lisa. Fortunately, <laughs> I thought it's a pity she didn't call you that. But it got ugly. Yeah, well, it's. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, are you not related in some way to Lindsay DePaul, the seventies? Oh, um, she's my godmother. That's true. You don't think that she's picked up... You've picked up some of her mannerisms, and subliminally... <laughs> you haven't got a large beauty spot. I feel like I don't know about that you cover no, up No, but here. I might have some other mannerisms of hers. Yeah. Frank, I need to say something to you, actually, because I've had a text in which I really want to... I, I, you have to hear this, because you'll love it. It's about the fall. It's from Catherine, who's in Australia... Dear Frank, I've become a Fall fan because of your show. The oh, thought that because I live in Australia, I would never be able to experience them live. However, last night, I think this might have been last week, they played their first show in Melbourne for 20 years, which is my entire lifetime, and I was lucky enough to witness one of the greatest gigs I've ever seen. Thank you, Frank, I'm for introducing tingly. me to the genius that is Marky Smith. Love, Catherine. I'm actually getting tingly about oh. that. Thank you for that. I didn't think there'd be much good news from Australia this morning, but that is um, <laughs> 51 for two. That is... Uh, <laughs> That's brilliant. We only have this excess. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Al Murray has joined us in the studio. Morning. morning. I, think, I don't think it's too early to say Merry Christmas. No, it isn't. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I feel like walking around London shouting that. I wish you were. handing out pennies. <laughs> yeah. That, that you to, were last night, boys, I hear. But, yeah, oh, my God, last night, yeah. Why? I fell over in the street in the snow. With proper cartoon legs, I did that. How did you do that? Bam on my bum. And was it my elbow? Actually, I noticed. I woke up with a with a tender. You landed on your bum and you were your elbow. you don't know you from your. So was it was it was it alcohol based or ice based? It was a lethal cocktail of ice and booze. Yeah, at least it takes the sting out of it. Yeah, it did. It didn't hurt at the time. It was just sort of shocking. And I was on the phone talking to someone and went, well, you know, plong. Well, that would explain the elbow. Yeah, you'd have had it cocked. Yes, I did. If my elbow was yeah, was cocked. Yeah, but I said I've just fallen over. By the way, yeah, I just carried on talking. Dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm loving it. I've just fallen over. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I f- oh I fell over on the south bank, fell down some steps. Oh, but how I- many? That's a long staircase. No, no, it's only about four steps. But this is absolutely true. Someone phoned me a couple of days later and said, "I heard you fell over. Are you all right?" And I thought, <laughs> "I am of that age now." <laughs> Anyway, so uh, so you're all right though with the bad weather because I've yeah. watched you uh, recently uh, driving around Germany in, in Deu- terrible in weather. Deutschland, yeah, in February, yeah. With, well, that was that was uh, filming the German thing. Where they had the worst winter they'd had in 25 years when we were there, and it was uh, a foot and a half of snow would fall every night. Was um, there not um, a panic when you got there? Because some no. of the driving you do is on roads, and I think they, they don't look that safe. These no, the, the first couple of days were really, really were quite um, hairy. When we were up in Hamburg and, and a place called Heiligendam on the on the Baltic coast, that was pretty that was pretty scary actually. Yeah, uh, but but it, it, to be honest, it 
the, the, uh, after the first couple of days, there wasn't a problem at all. And they never ran out of grit or any of those things. In fact, we were in Leipzig two weeks into the trip and some minister ended up on the TV saying, there is loads of grit left, on I? <laughs> so, <laughs> I like that, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, they, yeah, the country didn't grind to a halt or anything. It's quite interesting. And this is, we're talking about Al Murray's German adventure, which mm. is obviously no point in plugging it now. No, it's been on. It, you could watch it on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, Can I say, in all sincerity, I absolutely loved it. Oh, thank you. It was brilliant. Thank you very much. And uh, as, as you so rightly say, it's not often anyone really sings the praises of Germany, but it, it, it's, it, it's brilliant and funny oh, and interesting. You. I'll tell you what was interesting about you. You really were rat-tat-tatting out the information. Yeah. I felt like you'd got more information than you had time for. Oh, so no, that was... You were that, us with facts. That, that was absolutely true, is that, is that we had we had to cram so much into it to try and make the point of the that the place is enormous and has loads going on in it and, and always has done. We had to really cram stuff in. Some of the pieces of the camera, I was, I was talking as probably as fast as I could and bunging all the... But it was great, yeah. because I really felt like I was being informed. Oh, good. In, in a big way. Oh, that's a relief. There was one major disappointment for me. It <laughs> well, was very was it near. Bit in the spa? No, no, that, I, thought <laughs> you looked, full I thought you looked quite well. <laughs> <laughs> no, in that Does temperature. Did Al get his bits out? No, yeah, it was really, really funny. We went to this spa. very cold. And we had uh, to... Uh, the, the crew had to... The, the male crew had to be naked as well, and it was really funny. Really? Yeah. And Who made that rule? The, the female the producer. Spa, the spa, well, funny enough, the director... She'd call action, I'd come around the corner. And I'd see her call action, and then she'd put a clipboard over her face. (laughs) It was so sweet. And we'd go, action! And I'd come around the corner, and she'd be be hiding. God bless her. No, I didn't mean that bit. Oh, right. Well... (laughs) In fact, I might, I might do one of those teasers and tell you which bit after this. Oh. What about that for a bit oh. of a professional radio? <laughs> Have I been drinking out of Ben Jones's mug? Ben Jones! This is Frank Skinner. Absolute. Radio. Now, the thing that, 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 yes. I, the thing that I, I, I was upset about in the German show yeah. was that I noticed you went for the luggage with wheels. And yeah. one of my pet hates is the suitcase with the wheels. Really? Really? A big man like you, you can carry a nice big suitcase. Look, um, there's no need to, though, Frank. Now, now <laughs> exactly. the wheel has been invented. But those people... <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they hung around for quite a while before they put them on a suitcase. Yeah, well, prepared. yes, but now it's happened. You can't un... You're trying to uninvent the wheeled suitcase. I'd, I'd love to do that. Really? Yeah. You know, no, I don't is that it? So you hop in a time machine and you... And the bloke who's about to make the breakthrough, you, give, you nudge him in front of a tube train to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah, so I'm, okay. I'm take, I take... Well, that's if we have tube trains. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> <laughs> I might nip that as well. But, uh, yeah, if I went back and they said you can change any one thing, that's what it that's would it. be, the wheel suitcase. No. Why, why don't you <laughs> I would, like that? I don't know kill another human being, even Hitler. Thank you. Unless I got there and he had some wheeled evil suitcase. right-wing plans in a wheeled suitcase. <laughs> I'd have to take him right out. You've got that wrong. They're very chic because models no, use them. I tell you what they do. People forget they've got them and they walk across your path and they forget that they've got this trailing luggage. I oh, don't. the ones I the one I I have yes I do have a wheeled suitcase yes I saw oh, it. yeah I but saw the, it. the one I haven't got is the one that has the the free flowing coasters that if you stand on a slope just goes off on its own. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah, they're, and they're they're you know because I'm I I tend to stand and forget about my luggage and it would just roll downhill. You, no. you might want to watch that at international airports. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You could have some sort of thing on it that would, so it homed into lost property. Well, mm. If you left it anywhere, 
before wow. someone put it in a bucket of water. I'm just thinking. <laughs> now, before now, um, Ali's obviously is on to plug some product, but we, yeah. But he's in in during that song, he actually plugged some product that no one expected. Because <laughs> regular listeners will know that I did a show with Barry Norman last week, and uh, the, the, the the film critic extraordinaire, and he told me that he had his own own range of pickled onions, which I've never tried. But Al, they are fantastic. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's going to be on the jar. They are just the most amazing. <laughs> A picture, a picture of you with probably your face superimposed on a pickled onion. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> they are so delicious. And they're crunchy and they're pickly. And they're really it's, well, it's, uh, the, uh, he told me the recipe had been in the family since the 19th century. Yeah, yeah, vinegar and onions. No, look, oh, look. No. Great, great, great recipe. We're going to have to get a jar. Tasty. We're going to have to get a jar and do a, a crunchy on air. I imagine you doing a sort of Boston mm. blood vessel, eat them all and drink the vinegar type of thing. I don't do that, no. Do you not? Imagine that if you will. I think of you as a very male... Although you're highly educated, I think you're the, one of the most male people I know. He's a, he's a bit of a caveman, as Liz Hurley oh. said to Shane. Yes, oh. yes, he's got that. He's got that allure, the no, caveman What, allure. really? The caveman with the degree in history, it's perfect. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, such, I'm so not a caveman. When was the wheel invented? Uh, No-one knows. Ah, oh, well, see... So I'm prepared Did to have that week know. off. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not my period. So, uh, <laughs> so look, um, you have a quiz book yes. and a quiz DVD. Well, no, there's the live DVD of the touring show I've just done, and then the quiz book is is the pub landlord's Great British quiz book. But there's like an, but there is a, an interactive type. Uh, well, well, yeah, we know. No, there's an iPad app, I think. Oh, but, yeah, but the we iPad did. Stuff, but we did a show yeah. in Edinburgh that was the quiz. I did a show in Edinburgh this year to do, just to do something different and uh, with a frozen chicken to the win. I think uh, I uh, went. The Divine Miss M joined us. I did. Yeah. And, did and you lot, win? And he looked with did, the poultry. How did we do those? I can't remember. We didn't win. We came. We were win. placed though somewhere. Did you? Yeah. Well, everyone was placed. That's how it worked. <laughs> <laughs> the, losing, the losing team were jeered at and everything. So. <laughs> And you actually gave away a frozen... Frozen chicken to the winner, sausages to the runners-up. But because it was Scotland, it was a loaf of sausage meat, which is just fantastic. Oh, of course. 14 slices. Yeah, my team won that. Yeah, you did, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Did you you go as well? Yeah. I didn't know you got tickets. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sorry, Al, I thought you just invited me. So the whole thing's profoundly (laughs) meat-based. Yeah, well, yeah, you you know. But but because I I like it that the prize was essentially not brilliant and that people were... They were playing for glory. Well, my brother used to do a lot of uh, angling, mm. and um, he used to win a great many electric blankets. It seemed to me. <laughs> it was the... It, he could have done the whole garden over in them in, in the cold weather if we could have had, like, over-soil heating. No, it was the, that was the default prize. It was an electric if, blanket. If, if you won an angling competition. Oh, uh, we might bung that in, because we're taking it back to Edinburgh. Uh, we're going to do it again in Edinburgh next year, but it's going to be a Christmas special every day, because we like Christmas. <laughs> and I'm going to make Mark, Mark, who I work with, dress in as an August. elf. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. A creepy little elf, Not he the creepy be. little elf. No, he'll be he a, be he's a great big oversized elf. This is Frank Skinner. This. Absolute. Radio. Al Murray is with us today. Now, let me get this clear, Al. You have yeah. a quiz book out. Yes, there's a book. Yes. A quiz book. There's and then an app. A, a, an app for the quiz book. And then there's a live DVD of the show I've just toured. And I've what's, just finished touring. And that's Barrel of... That's Barrel of Fun. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that is um, the la- the pub landlord. Yes, uh, the pub landlord doing his thing. Now, when we when you speak of the pub landlord, because <laughs> I know, I saw Barry Humphreys um, interviewed yeah. the other day, and he 
he spoke about Dame Edna absolutely in the third person. Yeah, he does a, that. As yeah. if it was a, a different person, he didn't know, he didn't yeah. know that well. Yeah, but apparently when you work with him, um, uh, he goes down, he comes back down as Dame Edna. And you have to say, well, we talked to Mr. Humphreys earlier about what we were going to do, uh, what you were going to do, and they do. He does really? that. He does it completely rigidly like that as well. He's taking it that whole extra level. I wonder what he'd do if you challenged that. If he had the day made, and you said, "So Barry, what?" what I wonder- <laughs> he'd ignore you. Apparently, he ignores you. That's a big, yeah, it's brilliant. It's, I think it's really. Oh, but I, I, I'm nowhere near that discipline. So I kind of sometimes I say, "Well, I say this," or I say, "He says that." I get, I get confused. But do you, so, do you have a version now? Do you know when you're him? Oh yeah. Is, yeah. is it the maroon blazer it's when the that blazer, goes on? The jewelry actually when the uh, the jewelry goes on, and the, I haven't worn it lately. But I normally end up with these green marks on my fingers from the cheap jewelry. The cheapness the, the of stuff the stuff coming off. The green, the whatever it is, yeah, the zinc or something. See, yeah. Al actually wears a pinky ring, which is very posh because he's very <laughs> posh, isn't he? Yeah, but it's said in Laverne oh, and Shirley that it never trust a man in a pinky ring. Oh. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's where I take my philosophy. From. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest keep, philosophers. You of the can keep your Nietzsche. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's that's what they said. I, I, don't quote me on that. So, um, you went. You, as I mentioned, you're an Oxford graduate. Yes. Now, I've you know I've always imagined that being at Oxford would be a really fabulous thing. I imagine it's just learning and people being <laughs> clever and bright and uh-uh. like a special secret world of knowledge. Have, have I built it up to some grand? Uh, well, it was if you wanted it to be. When I went. Um, you didn't have to go to anything if you didn't want to. It was it was literally you could take exactly what you wanted from it. So I didn't go to any lectures for to like a year. No, because because you didn't have to. There was no, and we had one tutorial a week, and he'd give you a reading list, and then you'd just be set set off, no teaching, nothing. And uh, so it it kind of was if you wanted it to be, but it also wasn't if you didn't. So but what, were you it, working meanwhile, or were you just I, I, swanning? To be around? honest, I did a, I did a fair deal of swanning. Eating crisps, watching neighbours, but uh, but it was it was it was an amazing place because it was full of really 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 clever people. Yeah, and really incredibly clever people. And you sort of, <laughs> and you sort of think, they were quite clever. Yeah, weren't you they? sort of think, God, blimey, these people are these people are really clever. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, but that wouldn't lead picture. you. But it wouldn't lead you to think. So I must be too. You'd think these people these people yeah. are really really smart. Wow, and that was that was stimulating. But to be honest, I'd I'd been at, I'd been at boarding school for like nine ten years, and I'd I was. Kind of done with um, being made to study, so I went a bit mental the first year. In all okay. it was good fun though. And I met I met Stuart Lee was there, and Richard Herring, and Amanda Inucci was just finishing up there, and so there was a whole bunch of really amazing comedy people. There. Yeah, that's how, which is how I got into being a stand-up. But you did work hard eventually for any young children who were listening. Well, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al Murray's not saying don't work it. hard no, at your studies. Yeah. No, well, I worked terribly hard to get there. That was the other thing. Is I worked really hard to get in, and then once I was in, I thought, like, well, you know. They're not going to kick me out, are they? <laughs> but they do, don't they? They do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't, did they? Yeah. No, they didn't. No, no, I stayed the course. But um, the, the thing is, is the dons there were really, other, the, you know, the tutors were really otherworldly. And some of them were brilliant at teaching. And some of them simply weren't. The one guy had a room at the top of a church tower. So we, our, our college library was a church that had been converted. And he had an office at the top, in what would have been the belfry. In a, in a sort of r- high ceiling room which was lined with books. How brilliant. And it was really brilliant. You go up a spiral staircase, but he'd do his tutorials at eight o'clock on a Saturday morning. Did he so have a back? 
Huh? Did he have a hump back? <laughs> he, he should have done. <laughs> he did have an, an extravagant comb over, which I think is a kind of uh, was the, uh, an equivalent. Okay. What a great. But he'd do this thing halfway through. You'd be reading an essay, and he'd stop you and go, "I think I need to stop you there." And he'd reach behind him and pull a book out from behind his back and go, and go fap and open it on page three hundred fifty-eight and read you this thing and go, "Had you not considered this factor?" And you go, uh, "No." Then <laughs> he'd shut the book and put it back behind him. How brilliant! And yeah, it's really brilliant. He didn't but even look. He came unstuck because he was a Cold War. Um, like expert, he was an expert on the Iron Curtain and on the East Germany and all that. And I was at uni in '89, you know, when the when the Berlin Wall came down. And he was writing a book about how the the Eastern Bloc, the Berlin Wall, the Cold War it was good for another generation. That the whole thing was oh, was going to yeah. stick around and the, and they're never going to come apart. And uh, and then of course the Berlin Wall fell, and his light was on all night, every night. And so obviously he was doing rewriting, rewriting this thing, <laughs> and he'd gone from being a current affairs expert to a historian literally overnight. Oh, it was no. brilliant. It was really really fun. Trucks <laughs> with tipex on yeah, that's right. arriving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I, well, I'm, I'm loving the idea of the man living in the tower, though. It's a classic mm. sort of ivory tower. It was, yeah, it really was. It really, and it was one of those things you think, come off it. This is ridiculous. You know, uh, this can't possibly be real. Uh, and it really was happening, and it, it makes, in lots of ways, it used to make defending Oxford quite difficult because people go, oh, you, you know, it's all lardy da, and it's all church towers and ancient buildings and privilege and mad professors. You go, no, it isn't. It isn't. We're we're just normal students like everyone else. And then yeah. you, you find yourself in the belfry with, with this bloke. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're fine. <laughs> Have you considered what was happening at the Chinese embassy at the time? You go, no. <laughs> oh, where is it? If you're listening, sir, Mr. HPP Dunbabin. That was his name. What was it? Just he come to me. HPP Dunbabin. Dunbabin. Yes. Dunbabin. <laughs> Frank. That's um, what his house is called. There's, right? been te- <laughs> there's been a text in for Al just from um, Alexander Wright saying, I loved Al Murray's German adventure. Oh. I lived in Hamburg for a year and they love the English to the extent that they sell Winston Churchill tea bags. Mm, they do, yeah. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Are they shaped like him? Ask, ask the historian. No, he's just on the box. Oh, he's on the box. It's like let down. OK, well, look, it's, been, it's, it's been great as ever talking to you, Al. It's always a pleasure. I did have such fun sitting in for you as well. Uh, we, uh, you, I'm sure Absolute can find you a space. Well, I don't want to elbow anyone aside, Frank. No, no, but... Um, <laughs> There are people here, or, or um, they're at the end of the plank. Let's put it that way. How dare you? No, I don't mean in here. I've been told that's the word on the street. I'm not one to spread. I'm not one to gossip, as, as you may know. So that's this week's phone in. Who should be removed from Absolute Radio to make way for Al Murray? Well, they're flooding in. <laughs> don't tell me if it says okay. me. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, do come and come and join us in our stable. I would love to. That would be. That's a good Christmassy ending. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner. What's that? Sounds sounds like Marquis Smith. Four wickets gone. Oh, but it's that lovely Mitchell. Don't start. Frank, um, we had a text in from Pete in London. Hi, F-E-N-G. I normally listen to the podcast, and when you just went to the travel, it was a surreal experience. I didn't really believe you did the radio-y bits. Oh, well. Loving it, though. Yeah, that is my most radio-y bit when I say, <laughs> and now it's over to Sandy War. With the, Sandy War's probably listening to that going, oh, God, it's me again. <laughs> no. no, no, it is, um, yes, I, that's my most professional bit. I'm, I'm waiting I'd for that, that moment when, you know, one of the royals goes down and oh, I get fine. to make the announcement. 
That would be awful if you announced the it. News, we haven't had a news. Do they still have news flashes? Oh, yeah. Well, no, the they thing don't. Is, when did you last see a news flash on the telly? Well, it, it, it was well, nothing much has happened recently, is it? They, they don't do it anymore. I tell you, when yeah. I was a kid, it was a big thing, the news flash. We, 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 we interrupt this programme to bring you. When's the last time that happened? When you were a kid, the telly was a big thing. Like. <laughs> well, it, well, no, it was a very small thing. We had a, a nine-inch, black and white. Or was, or was that the... Um, West Highland Terrier we had. <laughs> anyway. No, the, wh- what happened to the newsflash? That's what I want. That's your homework for the Christmas period, There's... our regular listeners. What on, her- what on earth? What on earth? Newsflash, we've inter- inter- interrupted. That's what happened to program. it, is that people can't speak <laughs> anymore. <laughs> anyway, but, but I uh, should say, by the way, this is our last um, live um, show of 2010. And that next, on Christmas Day which is next Saturday. Um, it's a four-hour best-of show. Best-of show. Which means it's the best-of our show for four hours. And <laughs> four hours? Four hours of it, yeah. There'll be music and... Uh, oh, there'll be travel galore. <laughs> uh, not that anyone really travels on uh, Christmas Day. Uh, no. So that's, uh, that'll be at 10 Travellers o'clock. Travellers do. But you, this is not the last helping <laughs> of us you get. They do. They always travel. <laughs> Travellers are always travelling. <laughs> they do. Thing about always travelling. <laughs> not, um, not the weekend podcast, which is our separate podcast from this show, will, will be available on Wednesday. So that'll be our last word. On, uh, on 2010. What about the creepy Christmas elf? I'm rather warming to him now. <laughs> the creepy Christmas elf, I'm working on the video <laughs> this afternoon. It's not, oh, it's not I hope you don't get to the second verse then. No, well, it, it won't be, it won't be shown <laughs> It'll on... It'll upset me a bit. It won't be shown on X Factor with me and uh, Christine Aguilera. <laughs> seems to become some sort of northern barmaid figure. <laughs> anyway, um, Lucio's on, on next, and um, he's waiting outside now looking like a carol singer who can't think of what to sing. He's just standing outside he's our fan- big window. He's uh, sporting a fingerless. Is he? Yeah. Oh, he is, yeah, yeah. in a sort of fabulous, um, trendy Albert Steptoe kind of a way. Mm. So it, Lucio is next. And can I say, as we draw... This is our last live show of the year. Um, one of... How much I love our listeners. I feel that we've sorted out now the, the chaff. We've done a fabulous edit, and the people who listen to this show and text us every week are so brilliant and funny and interesting. And thank you for loving the show. And uh, it's, you've made it um, very, very marvellous. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Listen to the best of, it'll jog your memory. But um, we, seriously, we love you very, very, very much. And um, good day to you. You're listening to Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Trebor Softmints, bringing a softer, mintier feel to your Saturday morning. Absolute Radio.